1: Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to the show, and a special shout out to my good friend Yoshiko Dart. Yoshiko, I know you're going to love this show. We love you, disability rights leader that you are, and I know you are very familiar with the person we'll be talking about today who wore the lead-on jacket. So we love you, Yoshiko. Very excited as we're kicking off the month with something that is very important to me. I have with me as guest today two people that are national disability leaders when it comes to preventing bullying for Kids with disabilities. You know, if you don't know, high school students with disabilities are bullied more than any other group in the United States. We have with us today Jenny Emerson, who is well known for her work in advocating for preventing bullying and suicide. We have with us Gerald Homie, who is nationally recognized as the chair of the Bender Lead On Team and who I am so proud to say is on my staff at Bender Consulting Services. So, Jenny and Gerald, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Joyce. It's a pleasure to be with you as always.
3: Likewise, Joyce. Thank you so much for including us in this.
2: Okay. Well, actually, I'm going to start with you, Jenny. Uh, Why don't you tell our listeners that are not familiar with you, Jenny Emerson, how you first joined the disability community? I feel like I was
4: always a part of it. My father was a special ed director, so uh, I remember sitting around the table hearing about Uh, his students that he was passionate about. And uh, I had anxiety from a young age and learned differently, although I didn't know that the feelings that I had were anxiety-related. And uh, I also, uh, as an adult, worked with children with disabilities as a disability coordinator. And then, had my son, Sam, who uh, learned differently and had some learning disabilities, and then seizures, and and also had anxiety from a young age, eventually depression, and then schizophrenia. So I feel like I was always a part of the disability community. And how about you, Gerald?
3: Oh. Uh, I also was very much always a part of the disability community. Uh, I have a disability. I th- didn't discover that till I was in the fourth grade, but uh, as you know, Joyce, my father is a person with a disability. He a person who is blind, um, and you know, grew up with a father who is blind that was the primary bread earner for our family. And uh, learning uh, from a, a from a young age that that could be something that was normal, uh, even if other people I met didn't think so. And I think that's where I really first started advocating for people with disabilities is telling people that it was okay for my father to be blind and be a computer programmer full-time. And uh, found out about my disability, like I said, in the fourth grade as a person with a learning disability called dysgraphia and learned the struggles of dealing with bullying, uh, dealing with trying to fight for your accommodations and uh, how to be successful and, as a person with a disability and uh, then got an opportunity to start with a vendor lead on team to support young people with disabilities and suicide prevention and uh, advocating for other young people with disabilities as part of a uh, social mission for young people with disabilities to be a part of. Uh, so that's a little bit about my early involvement in getting into the disability community.
2: Yeah, well, and you definitely both lived it, have disabilities, and became advocates, which is just so awesome. Uh, So, you know, the main topic of how all this is started, and I feel what it centers around, is Sam Miller. Um, And Jenny is Sam's mother, and um, as she will describe to you, we had a tragic ending with him, and it was a result originally started with bullying. So, Jenny, I wonder if you take a few minutes and tell Sam's story. Well, Sam uh, had
4: severe depression and schizophrenia along with his uh, seizures, which happens uh, up to 60% of people with epilepsy can have depression. And uh, for him, his bullying started with his epilepsy. Kids who had known him from the time he was born, his friends, started bullying him and uh, would, during game time, would uh, punch him in the head and throw balls at his head during game time and say, come on, Spaz, we want to see you have a seizure right in front of us. And even though we tried to educate them and educate their parents, this bullying just didn't end and it went on for a period of 5 years before we went on to a different group um because it just wasn't ending and uh Sam would even approach the parents personally and uh they would blame the parents would blame Sam and say it was his fault
3: <clears throat>
4: and uh Sam actually uh, told me uh used my words because I had said uh, even everything works towards good, everything that happens towards us. That was our belief, and it still is. And Sam looked at me at 10 years old and said, prove it, Mom. And so we ended up down in Washington, D.C., and at Kids Speak Up for the Epilepsy Foundation and became advocates. And this is how we met you, Joyce, and Tony Coelho. And Sam is the one that taught me to be a better advocate about epilepsy. And, uh, but the bullying didn't stop. In the next group, after Sam's first two suicide attempts, one, a different friend in a different group uh, pulled Sam aside and told him, well, the next time you try and kill yourself, let me tell you how to uh, split your wrist the right way. And this was at the age of 15,
2: and the young man was 20. Oh, my. I mean, when you hear this story, it is absolutely horrifying. It is horrifying, and it's almost too hard to believe. Of course, it is true, uh, yeah. because I know this family. But I am telling you, here's the worst part. Tell everyone where that happened. Well, it's... It it
4: was in a church, but at the same time, uh, ignorance is everywhere. It it, it can happen in a church. It happens in schools. And for our young people, Joyce, as as you say so often, the young people today, bullying happens online. And that's what's so scary for young people is that they don't understand. The words they put out online um, don't go away. And people, the young people are at home, they're alone, and when they're bullied online, there's so little protection for them. And I deal with this so often with the, the kids that I work with uh, through my paid job um, because kids hold all this emotion inside and the depression grows because so often parents don't know what's going on And that's when so many suicides happen or suicide attempts happen because the parents aren't even aware what's going on with the bullying. And schools don't often, schools sometimes will say, well, we don't see any bullying going on, it's not going on, so the the prevention isn't there. And uh, we need to do so much more uh, to help those being bullied as well as the bully. Because often a bully is being bullied themselves or they're being the modeling is out there. So that's what the, the bullies learn. And so to stand up to people who are being bullied is so important. And uh, Sam did have some people that were helping, but as his uh, mental illness grew, so many of his friends just went away from him, and that's why things got worse. Um, because people with mental illness often act differently than they used to, uh, his friends kind of evaporated. And, wow.
2: Uh, and and you, when you were talking about uh, Kids Speak Up, this is when he met Tony for the first time. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And did he not end up on the cover of uh, Epilepsy USA magazine? Yes, he did.
4: He he and Tony were on uh, the cover of Epilepsy USA magazine together, and on several occasions, uh, several years apart, uh, every time he would see Tony down in Washington, Tony always shook his hand and said, never be afraid to speak up about your epilepsy. And Sam sometimes did become afraid to speak up about that, but he did speak up about his depression. And the very last act that Sam did before he died, he told a young man, a friend of his, um, get in therapy, stay in therapy, get in the groups for sobriety, stay away from the people that are pulling you down, and get help for yourself. Mm -hmm. All the things that are
2: appropriate.
4: And I think Sam's message for this young man were exactly right. Sam knew what to do. Sam knew to get help. Um, but Sam always had, had struggles getting the help for himself and Sam always stayed on his medication, uh, which some people with schizophrenia have trouble with, but the message was for so many people, not just for Joel. And that message rings true. And I use that and I use Sam's story, um, I often edit it it for clients because it wouldn't help them to know that he died, but I use Sam every week with clients. Sam's still helping people.
2: Oh, absolutely he's still helping people. And I would also uh, say that from when I met him and I immediately connected with Sam, Sam did want to help people, and Sam did participate in the National Epilepsy Walk. I could go on and on, but there are so many, you know, ways he impacted people. And, Jenny, when is it that we lost Sam?
4: Uh, May first, 2011.
2: 2011, wow. Seems like just yesterday I was talking to Sam. Yes. So hard to believe. But, in his own way, Sam lives on and will continue to live on, and we'll talk more about that when we come back. If you just tuned in, we have two great guests on this show today, Jenny Emerson and Gerald Homie. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at Voice America. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
3: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies.
5: Our differences broaden our perspectives and foster diverse skills which complement each other, creating a stronger and more vibrant workforce. It's this belief that earned us recognition by the USBLN and the American Association of People with Disabilities as a 2014 Disability Equality Index Best Place to Work. So we'll continue to celebrate diverse individuals, because inclusion benefits us all. To find out more, visit highmark.com.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
1: If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the show, and a special thanks to Highmark and Cavestro for sponsoring this show and for making it possible for us to reach more people with disabilities. Uh, Jenny, you know, right before break, I was saying Sam lives on and will continue to live on. And as you know, Bender Consulting Services gives an award out every year, to a young person who, like Sam, um, you know, stands up for other people who are being bullied. Um, I've often wondered, what do you think Sam would think about that? I believe he would be humbled
4: and amazed because Sam had such a big heart for other people. He was always trying to help other people but he never thought that he had such a positive effect that he did.
2: Yeah, I think he would be humbled and amazed also. Which, Gerald, brings me to you because, as we know, um, we did have a young person that won the award last year, uh, Gwen Jackson, and presently you can still apply to be considered for the Sam Miller Award this year. But it is being awarded the first Saturday in August. So, you know, if you know of anyone, they're going to have to have this done by the end of June. So with that, Gerald, I thought maybe you could take a couple moments and tell everyone about the award, how you compete, what happens if you win um, where it's located, in case they know someone they want to talk to about this.
3: Sure, Joyce. So the Sam Miller Award is given away once a year to a young person with a disability who has shown tremendous effort and uh, tremendous progress in progressing and helping other young people with disabilities. Um, some p- Simply put, that's what it's all about, is someone with a a young person with a disability, just like Sam, reaching out and helping others and putting others' needs before theirs and trying to help people through the issues that we see, such as bullying, such as uh, understanding how to work with your disability and uh, things of that nature. Um, Where you can apply for the award is through the Bender Lead On Team's Facebook presence. That is where uh, the Bender Lead On Team exists is on Facebook. We have a Facebook group that you can join. Uh, You just need to search that on Facebook, Bender Lead On Team, and you can find that there. And once you join the group, you'll see right at the top of that page there is a, a pinned post that contains the application and a Microsoft Word document that you can fill out to apply for the uh, Sam Miller Award. Uh, you'll have to write an essay as part of that and uh, explain why you think that uh, you're a great fit to be chosen for this. Um, you complete that award and you'll actually send that to me. The instructions are included right along with that. And, uh, at the end of the uh, application process, we'll review all the applications that turn are turned in and select someone uh, to be this year's winner. Um, the winner is nationally recognized, recognized as a youth leader for individuals with disabilities. Uh, it's a great thing to be considered for, and uh, not only that, but you'll be invited to our Bender Family Picnic uh, in August 1st, Saturday in August, where we'll present the award for you, uh, present the award to you. Uh, You'll get a $300 gift certificate in addition to that, and also uh, you'll be featured on a radio show like uh, this today, so you'll get a chance to talk about the great things that you've accomplished for other young people with disabilities on this show. Yeah,
2: and it is absolutely wonderful. Uh, Jenny herself comes to present the award to the winner, which is just so meaningful. And in addition to that, Congressman Quello is there. You will receive uh, a photograph with him and a beautiful plaque in addition to the winnings that Gerald described. And as I said, if you're a young person with a disability that is standing up to prevent bullying, Uh, feel free to uh, submit your application. And we talked about that Bender Lead-On team. Gerald, how about if you tell everyone what that is and why it was so
3: important to you? Sure. So the Bender Lead-On team is a support group for youth with disabilities that is run by youth with disabilities. Um, That's the entire idea behind it is to be a youth-led advocacy group. Um, It was something that was started uh, here at Bender. Myself and Joyce started it off uh, when I was in high school and just getting ready to go to college and I started it because of the terrible bullying that I faced and the struggles that I faced as a young person growing up with a learning disability. Um, Not just the struggles of having a disability but how other people treat you because of you you having a disability. you know, i faced bullying every single day of my life in school, um, and it got to the point where I even attempted to take my own life because of it. Uh, thankfully, that didn't happen. It didn't work. And um, I now have the opportunity to prevent others from getting to that point, to, for them to see what's going to happen when you get out of high school, to see all the opportunities that you can have to help other people and um, be contributing to it. Um like I said, it's on Facebook, so if you're interested in joining the group, you just go on Facebook and join. Uh, it's really easy, and there's tons of, hundreds of individuals with disabilities, uh, young people with disabilities throughout the country that are part of it, as well as great disability leaders that are a part of that page and you'll see constantly people spreading messages of positivity and support there will be calls to action if somebody goes on there and and they're needing help you'll see people reaching out to them to help them through whatever they're going through it's really become amazing to see a group of young people with disabilities so dedicated to helping other people Um, so it's really been a blessing to be a part of that uh group into CMO into what it is today.
2: Now yeah, what do you what do you think about it, Jenny? I, it's an
4: amazing group. I I go there on a regular basis and uh I, I see the other young people lifting up uh one another and those that uh go there because they're they have a struggle, um I, I see them Uh, feeling the encouragement and the positivity, and it's just an amazing, amazing group.
2: It really is. I mean, it really is, and what it does for other people, once again, vendor lead on team on Facebook, if you know of a young person with a disability being brutally bullied, Get them to go to that page, because nothing is more powerful than suddenly having friends across America who say, hey, hang on, I've been through this before. I'm here for you. Bender Lead-On Team, and Gerald Homie, uh is the chairman of the Bender Lead-On Team. Um, so make sure, make sure you go to that. Well, here's what we've been talking about, and that is, How students with disabilities are bullied more than any other group around the clock. Um, And so, Jenny, I'll start with you. Why? When I tell people this, they say, what? That can't be. Why would that be? I think there's a variety of
4: reasons. Uh, I think they find it it, they're easier sometimes to be manipulated by other people. there's also an ignorance of disabilities that makes them a prime target uh to be bullied and uh people sometimes bring people with disabilities uh down in an attempt to feel superior and so people with disabilities sometimes just um have that vulnerability and uh there can be a uh almost a gang mentality that uh once one person starts picking on a person with uh, disabilities, then the peers start also ganging up. But if just one or two people start um, supporting the person with disabilities, then things can turn around very quickly. But it takes courage to stand up against the bully. Right. So with some education to to start turning it all around, then uh, we can can start changing this
2: rather quickly. Right. Yes, I believe we can also. How about you, Gerald? What do you think uh, the reason is?
3: I think the reasons have to do a lot with the same reasons why people with disabilities face discrimination in gaining employment. It comes down to a misconception that individuals with disabilities are less capable than other people, that a person with a disability is somehow viewed as weaker or beneath other people. And when you're a bully, you're trying to make yourself feel better than somebody else or trying to put somebody down. And because there's already that preconceived notion in your mind that a person with a disability is somebody who is already lesser, it makes them an easy target. I think if we can change the perception in this country that a person with a disability is um, less of a person than someone else, you can change the fact that they'll be viewed as such a bigger target than Other young people out there. Not that you know, I want other young people to be to be bullied either. But I think that's why we see such a large group of them being individuals with disabilities. And like Ginny said, it comes a lot from a misunderstanding too. You see somebody like myself who had a learning disability, who the teacher had to do something different for me uh, so that I could learn than the majority of the students in my class. So then I'm looked at as somebody stupid, who needs special attention, as opposed to just somebody who learns something in a slightly different way. And um, it's those kind of things that contribute to it. Right.
2: Uh, And Jenny, you were talking about the, you know, different types of bullying. Um, Gerald, what do you think about
3: the uh, cyberbullying? Cyberbullying is very scary. Um, so much of our lives nowadays are on the Internet and in social media, especially you know for young people, it especially is. And uh, bullying is a whole new culture of it today than it, ever before because of cyberbullying. I mean, it used to be that you could go home after school and then just spend time with your friends or your family that – you knew weren't going to treat you that way. But now you go home and on your cell phone you start getting notifications or on your computer you start getting notifications that people are posting terrible things about you on the Internet for the entire world to see. The entire world sees it and, and uh, not only is it embarrassing to be um, treated that way, but it's embarrassing to be treated that way public, publicly, and what's more public than the internet? And uh, it's very demoralizing, and you know, for a young person with a disability going through that, you feel like there's no escape from it. You feel like that you can't just go home and get away from it anymore, it's 24-7, and you can't get it out of your mind, and you don't know what to do about it. Um, If you're listening to this show and you're in that place, I'm going to tell you what you can do about it is talk to somebody about it. You have to talk to your parents. You have to talk to your counselors, your teachers at school. Somebody, another young person going through the similar issues, talk to somebody that can help you through it. You are not alone. You do not need to go through it on your own. Get help.
2: Right. I just want to say something about that. Whatever you do. You have to tell someone. I don't care, you know, if you can't with your parents, then with your teacher. If you can't with your teacher, then with your coach. If you can't with your coach, then you go to a pastor or a rabbi, whomever it is, you've got to tell someone, got to tell someone. Uh, You know, Sam was fortunate enough to have Jenny that he could talk to but you can't hold it in. Jenny, how about you? Do you see a lot of terrible bullying as a result of cyberspace? Absolutely. We see it almost on a weekly basis where I
4: work. And there's so many times that the kids know more about the, the cyber world, and there are so many of the websites that the kids are using that the parents just don't even know about. And so parents uh, and teachers need to become more uh, Internet savvy. And it's just terrifying to me that um, these kids don't realize that what they put out there stays out there. It, it's, it's not, it doesn't erase. And they, they need to be more understanding that um, they shouldn't put pictures out there. Uh, that are private, the things out in the cyber world, it's not private. And that the words they put out there, um, they need to be more careful because just sharing it with a friend or a boyfriend or something um,
2: is, is, you know, they're, yeah, and by the they're way, so you young. Right. And you can be arrested for this, just so you know. Absolutely. Um, you can be arrested for this. So, you know, you really have to take this seriously. Absolutely. Um, and, and you know, you go home at night, you leave school, you've been bullied, you go home, you look at Facebook and someone says, "You're ugly, you're weird," um uh, and including, by the way, you should die or hack yeah. into it and put pornographic shots right. on it. I mean, you have no idea what they do to, to uh, young people. It's, ho- it's horrible. And that's yeah. why parents and adults, you need to realize what's going on when it comes to uh, social media. As a matter of fact, Gerald, there are many, many different forms of social media, not just Facebook that they could use, Correct.
3: Absolutely. There's plenty of di- – I mean, the, the whole base of the Internet nowadays is you know socializing with other people. There's group forums. There's things like Instagram, Twitter, um, plenty of different places that this happens. It's not just Facebook. It's all over the Internet. One um, of the things I did want to mention is you know that was one of the big things behind the Lead On Team, specifically being a social media presence, is to fight – a lot of cyberbullying and to and put positivity into something that was uh, being used for something negative and turn that around. So even if you aren't part of the lead-on team and you are um, helping somebody with a disability or somebody, anybody going through bullying, um, put positive things in their social media. Yeah. Put pieces of po- positivity out to them for their page for them to see instead of these horrible things. Yes. See see that they can that there are more people out there on the internet that are willing to stand by them and support them than to tear them down. Right. Absolutely. And you know, like
2: her son, I mean people commit what they call bully side
5: mm-hmm. as a
2: result of all this. I'm telling you, if this is twenty four by seven weekends, uh, telling you how ugly you are, it's just, in texting and, uh, you know, instant messaging. I don't care what it is. It is nonstop. YouTube, I, I mean, mm-hmm. you really have to know what's going on. But if you're a young person with a disability listening, remember what I said. You don't put up with this. You tell yeah. someone. And you remember yep. this. You are important. You are. A friend of mine said the other day, "You are not ordinary. You're extraordinary." Absolutely. And every, every young single human being with a disability, is you remember amazing. That I tell young people with disabilities every day when you get up, you say, "I'm awesome. You're extraordinary." Don't listen to other people because, Justice Gerald said. Go to the Bender Lead On team on Facebook, and you'll meet hundreds of other people talking about this and supporting each other every single day. And, Jenny, you are doing so much for uh, our community. I know you're working to create uh, awareness for depression and suicide. Could you tell us about that? I sure I sure will. Uh let me give
4: two phone numbers. Uh and I I want to reiterate first that people need to reach out if they are being bullied uh at all. Uh but if if they feel like they can't talk to somebody face to face, this is the National Suicide Hotline. It is 24/7 and they can talk to somebody and it is 800 273 8255 or 800-781-2433. And that is the National Suicide Hotline.
2: Jenny, could you repeat that? I mean, this is so important.
4: Everyone, you need
2: to get this. Go ahead.
4: 800-273-8255 or 800- Seven eight one two four three three, and those are manned twenty four hours a day, seven days a
2: week. Awesome. And so, Jenny, you were—I was asking you—what do you do personally in these areas? So, uh, once a year,
4: I work with the National Alliance on Mental Illness locally to hold a candlelight vigil on September tenth. That is the International uh, Suicide Awareness Day. And uh, we have education on that night and have a candlelight vigil. And uh, we've done that now for, I believe, four years. Uh, I'm also a part part of the uh, epilepsy, the AES, The American Epilepsy Society Partners Against Mortality and Epilepsy, the PAMI conference, and that's coming up this year in June. And suicide is a part of the the, uh, SUDEP, the Sudden Unexplained Death Due to Epilepsy. They they include uh, suicide in that, and we lose uh, about 50,000 people a year due to epilepsy. So I'm, I'm a part of that conference every year. Uh, and I told Sam's story two years ago in that conference. Uh-huh. And I I bring that information back and use it in uh, where I work to educate the professionals. Because we, we get some clients who do have uh, epilepsy along with their mental illness.
2: Yes. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because... Um, There are comorbidities to epilepsy, and that is one of them. Uh, There are others, but that is one of them.
4: Yes. And uh, on Facebook, I have Seize the Facts as well as Preventing Teen Tragedy. And in in both of those uh, websites on Facebook, I uh, put up information on a regular basis as well as under my name. Uh, I'm continually putting up information about depression uh, and suicide prevention, uh, anxiety, bipolar, um, and, and various uh, mental illnesses, and what to do as far as self-care. Uh, so it's, it's an ongoing basis to try and help people out. And I never know who's reading because it's a, I keep all of those public and I hear later on. But I also try and uh, work as far as uh, postvention, meaning helping family members who have lost to suicide. And uh, I leave my phone on at all times and I tell people that they can reach out to me any time of day, um, whether it's a family member or a friend they can reach out to me, Um, and so I educate um, as well as support people, um, whether it's been a suicide attempt or um, a loss, and part of what I do is support. And the education and the awareness that I do, uh, I also hold a concert with various bands uh, at least once a year, that's epilepsy-related as well as mental illness-related. And in between the bands playing, I do some education. And I take part in a my friend's concert series. It's a 12-hour concert during a day in June. And I have my table with information and pass out free information and talk to people during that day. That it, it, It's uh, my friend lost her son to suicide i believe nine years ago and it's called particle accelerator and so i, I take part in in multiple events during the year and uh, do as much as i can as far as the awareness effort
2: well i know you do hard to believe but once we go to break we'll be coming back to close the show with jenny emerson and gerald homey We'll
0: be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
5: At Highmark, we believe what makes us different makes us better. Our differences broaden our perspectives and foster diverse skills which complement each other, creating a stronger and more vibrant workforce. It's this belief that earned us recognition by the USBLN and the American Association of People with Disabilities as a 2014 Disability Equality Index Best Place to Work. So we'll continue to celebrate diverse individuals, because inclusion benefits us all. To find out more, visit highmark.com.
1: Now,
3: you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, Blackberry, or Android at the Apple
1: iTunes App Store, Blackberry App World, or Android Market. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Hey, if you just joined us now, we've been talking about uh, suicide prevention and a lot about bullying, bullying young people living with disabilities. I share this with you in case you know of anyone. Uh, you're listening, thinking, oh, I know a parent that would really like to share this with their son or daughter. This show will be archived at voiceamerica.com and on my own site vendorconsult.com. But right now before we finish the show I have a few last questions and actually Gerald I'm going to start with you. You know, you are inspiring. You really are. You are just you are the son everyone would want to have. So, my
3: question to you Gerald is who is your role model? Well, first of all, thank you very much for the compliment, Joyce. It's uh, very humbling, for sure. I mean, I, I really appreciate that. Um, I have as many role models as I can gather. Uh, that's my one of the ways I live my life is, uh, you know, I look for the good in everybody and how that can reflect and become something that's good in me. Um, is That's something that I hold very important to me on how I live my life, but a, a couple of people that really stand out to me. Um, first of all, my father, Jim Homey, who uh, is, Joyce knows very well because he was the very first person with a disability she ever placed into a job. Um, like I mentioned earlier in the show, my father is blind, and he was the bread earner for my family, and it's because of that that I grew up believing that that was normal that it wasn't abnormal for a person with a disability to hold a full-time job at a large corporation and um, help their family and bring them to have a great, the great life that I have had. And uh, he has taught me a lot. He's a very patient man and uh, a lot of my attitude and how I live my life has become from my father. Um, Also, uh, Joyce, I'm going to put you on the spot here, you. Um, I would not be the advocate that I am for individuals with disabilities today if it wasn't for your example and inspiration to do so. So you're a huge mentor to me as well as as many others, but uh, I'd say you two are the biggest. Well,
2: that is humbling to me, Gerald, because you are a great youth leader. You really are. So thank you for the compliment. Jenny, how about you? There are people that had to impact you in your life. I think Gerald was reading my notes, because <laughs> he said some, some
4: of the things that I already had. But uh, my, my parents, all five of them, uh, are certainly my inspiration and my role models. Uh, my father was a gentle leader. Um, And so he was certainly inspirational. And I lost him when I was just turning 20. Um, But I have a second father. And uh, so he and my mother, certainly. um, And then my father and mother-in-love that I had for 33 years um, certainly are are people that uh, have given me positive role models to follow. And uh, I also look to people... (laughs) to be that I learn and I take away from as a lifelong learner uh, as I watch them and as I work with them uh, and you Joyce when I first met you at uh, Speak Up Speak Out down in Washington uh, Im- immediately I felt like there's a person that I want to learn from and Tony Coelho as well um, I really felt that uh, learning advocacy from both of you, um, I I really felt that uh, you were prime role models, but I also look at negative role models, and I don't name them, but just uh, there are people that I look at and just say that they have gifts of their own, but in ways that they treat people, I, I realize that they're not. Ways that I want to treat people and, and work with people, and and uh, so I look at positive and negative role models as I as I move through um, my the way that I'm I'm working with people.
2: Well, you know what? We just talked about that yesterday. Gerald heard me talk about it at the uh, Bender Leadership Academy, which is volunteer work I do at different schools for high school students with disabilities. And I always talk about this, that attitude is a choice. But it is also contagious, good or bad. So, you know, to young people listening to the show today, just as Jenny's alluding to, it is so important to surround yourself with positive people. And in reference to a role model, Wow, I think that's so important, Gerald. Don't you think it's important for any young person listening to this show right now to possibly, you know, seek out a role model or a mentor that they can learn
3: from? What do you think about that? It's absolutely needed. If you have some, you know, you need somebody in your life that, you know, is a, a standard of excellence that you can hold yourself up to. Somebody that you look at and say, man. They are great, and I want to be like that. Um, you want to be yourself, too, at the same time, but the positive things about them you want to, to mirror in your life. And if you already have somebody who's like that, thank them for being that person and continue to keep them in your life and have them to be there for you.
2: Um, I, oh, and I agree 100%. Uh, Jenny, and another piece of advice You know, in reference to meeting people, to building your network, since I've known you and knew Sam, you were out at all these events, you know. You went to the epilepsy walk. You went to Kids Speak Up. You know, you went to, uh, that's how I met you. When I spoke in Connecticut uh, to the epilepsy group, you were involved with them. So uh, what what I'm meaning is, don't you think if you want to build a good network that someone with a disability listening to the show, it might be a good idea to just rather than just sitting at home and thinking about, you know, how you don't have anyone or you're being bullied. What about getting out there and joining some of these groups? Absolutely. Absolutely. Get out, join some groups,
4: find ways, because you not only find support, but you find that, uh, you can do more than you think that you can, and that's what that's what I found, and that's what Sam found.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, Gerald and Jenny, you have both accomplished so much in your life. What would you say is your greatest accomplishment, Jenny?
4: Since since losing Sam uh, four and a half years ago. Uh, that I'm aware of, uh, I've helped intercede and prevent 23 suicides. And uh, I don't know how many postventions I've worked with, uh, how many families, but I know that I've, I've worked with many families that have gone through losses, and, uh, and that doesn't include my paid job. But uh, I make myself available to anybody that has that need at any time. And I think that's, that's my, I count that my greatest accomplishment.
2: You know what? I've enjoyed talking to you so much, both of you. I realize from my engineer we're getting to the end of the show. I uh, can't believe it, Jenny and Gerald, and I end every show with a quote that will impact what we're talking about, and that would be, People throw rocks at things, things that shine, said Taylor Swift. Thank you, Jenny and Gerald. I so appreciate you being with us. Thank you, Joyce. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you soon.